All right, welcome to another episode of The Producing Half, where we tackle the insane world we live in from a producing person's perspective, a working class, um, not the socialist working class, or not the uh, socialist American working workers' party, um, but from a you know a producer, someone who's out there producing, and people are out there producing. It's hard for us producer, producers to pay attention to the crazy world we live in and um, make sense of it. It's just too weird. Everything that's going on is is too bizarre. Um, the news has went off the rails. I mean, it was always definitely agenda-driven in the news, no matter what station you're on. Some were a little better than others, but they all had an agenda. Just because the agenda agrees with you doesn't make it any better. Um, actually, it kind of makes it worse because then you get confirmation bias and you get to the point to where you are, you know, it just, you get in this bizarre feedback loop where you like what you're hearing because you agree with it and so it becomes your reality. And that is not healthy. It's good to watch uh, all perspectives. And I find, even though I think I'm right most of the time, I can always look at it from the other person's point of view and sometimes if they're not entirely unhinged I can see their point or how they got to that thought process um, but the news has went off the rails I mean it is you can't understand it I mean you, I, I, the things they report are so bizarre I like to say it's we live in the world where the emperor has no clothes well now nobody has clothes I mean everybody's just walking around uh, completely nude, and we're all supposed to point out how awesome their clothes look. Um, to, 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 to kill an analogy or beat a proverb until it's dead. Um, it's just, it's, it's un... You watch the news and you're like, what? What world? The riots, which were killing real people and burning down real people's homes and real, be real people's businesses and destroying real people's cars and other property, um, you know, murdering real people were peaceful protests, and some grandmas and some wackadoos peacefully, not not peacefully, just but just shuffling retardedly through the Capitol building is an insurrection. It's like what? I watched that. The vast majority of them were let in. It's a narrative that makes no sense, and I don't I don't participate. When anybody starts talking about the insurrection, I just feel like I don't care about your retarded narrative. It wasn't an insurrection. It is was retarded people doing retarded things, and that's it. I'm not gonna I, I'm dumb talking. I'm not even, I don't even talk about it because it is so far from reality that if someone is truly believes that those wackadoos walking through the Capitol building, taking pictures. I heard people arguing, no, 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 don't uh, don't touch that. That's, you know, that's sacred. That's part of, I mean, yeah, these are insurrectionists that are respecting. I mean, you had the guy with the horns who was obviously a, a freak. It wasn't an insurrection. It was retarded people doing retarded things, but they weren't, they, it, it was outrageous for sure. It was outrageous that they let it happen. And that's the key. The people in power let it happen on purpose to produce this narrative. And they're spending more money and more time locking people up for trespassing. I think that's what they're getting charged with, is trespassing, which is a misdemeanor. They got the FBI hunting people down uh, for trespassing. 
and they've got the 9-11 style hearings and committee to track down these trespassers. Meanwhile, some very intelligent people are pointing out that some of the leaders and instiga instigators of it aren't being charged or named because they were probably um, FBI agents or um, provocateurs, you know, people who kind of worked for the FBI. And that happens so much. The FBI doesn't solve crimes anymore. Uh, not your average FBI agent. He probably just wants to do good. But whenever you talk about these government agencies, you're, I'm always talking about the, the heads, the hydra. But the FBI doesn't solve crimes. They create the crime to solve it. They create the jihadists. They set up the fake bombing. What about that thing in Houston where the FBI agents were, they were completely involved and one of them was arrested by a cop driving away from the scene of a mass shooting. Um, the, guy, the, the army here, uh, that shooting was in Texas for you, the army was just found um, culpable on that for not, reg not registering the guy with the um, federal background check so he could buy a gun. Well, they're more culpable. They, they, he escaped from a mental hospital and they didn't bother to hunt him down. No, he was, he was a, they knew he was deranged. They knew he was going to do something stupid. They let him out because it fit a narrative they want of crazy um, gun owners and people who are going to go shoot up, they need to take away your gun rights. It's hard to enslave a population that is armed. It's not impossible. They're doing it. Um, it is, look at Canada, the things they're doing to the people in Canada. I, I thought Canada was, you know, the more adult of the two nations in North America, but they went off the rails there. You can't get away with the, some of the things they're doing in Canada because they're so extreme that Americans would resort to, they would defend themselves with their firearms. So uh, an armed populace does prevent a cop 100% violating and committing a crime, police committing crimes, um, going into people's homes and committing crimes because that's what they're doing. Um, they're going to be less likely to do it if they know that the people on the other side of that door have guns and they're they're willing to use them. I'm not one of those people, I'm sure. Uh, I've been too domesticated, I guess. And most of Americans have. Uh, but the news is just... I was uh, Somebody pointed out to me today that the narrative on the um, Cuban revolution, protest, or whatever, was that they're protesting, they're rioting, they're revolting, because they don't have enough vaccines. What? Do you really think? This was the news on the mainstream, like the main news channels, was that they're protesting, they're revolting, because they don't have enough vaccine. Are you kidding me? They don't care about a vaccine. They're hungry. They're starving. That is the news. It has a complete disregard of what's real anymore I, I haven't watched the news so people have to point things out to me um these last month or so i've kind of checked out a little bit on on the news because it's just it's so hard it'll drive you crazy i was catching up on some uh, series that, that i've been reading non not not any educational just a waste of time series and just been enjoying life for the last you know 30 to 60 days and kind of checked out a little bit um but it is, and as soon as I check back in for five minutes, I'm like, it's gotten worse. It's it's hard to believe that it can keep getting worse. And when does it stop? The complete disregard for inflation, 
which is insane. I am constantly in my work seeing prices set new records and profits aren't. It's not like everybody's making more money. They're maintaining. I mean, times are good in, in the industries that I do business with, but they are. Um, the pricing is ridiculous. The only thing keeping uh, it all afloat right now is the um, artificially low interest rates, and that can't last forever. Inflation, you go to the, the store, everything costs them more. I went to go buy fireworks, and I, I couldn't do it. I was like the old man walking through. I remember when I was – I mean, it was unreal how much everything cost and how little you got it. The grocery store is a nightmare. Everything is so expensive. Uh, I went to go buy a brisket the other day, and it was triple digits. I've never spent more than, like, $50 on a brisket, and they were triple digits. They were over $100 for a brisket. Um, I think they used to throw briskets away in the old days. I don't think that, I mean, not throw them away, but they're like junk meat. Kind of like fajitas. I think fajita meat was junk meat too. Um, but inflation is, I think Biden tweeted something out or the White House tweeted something out about you're going to save 17 cents or something like that on July 4th weekend on barbecue. Like, in what universe? That is that is so far from reality that it is it is beyond insulting. It's criminal to, to put something like that out. Inflation is is skyrocketing. It, I guarantee you that real world inflation for us people who actually care about the price of milk and care about the price of cheese and and care about the price of consumer goods, real world inflation is double digits. Not even seven. You know they say it's like three or four percent. I'm not even saying it's eight, nine. I'm saying it's double digits upward to towards 20% would be my guess. And the high teens is the real world inflation that we're all experiencing. But price, uh, I saw another uh, uh, post or somebody um, told me, my wife probably um, showed me a post where it said the this was maybe the head of the EU or maybe it was German's chancellor said that um, – the, the great thing about inflation is that wages will rise. What? What insanity is that? Have they never read an, an economics book? That's not how that works. Real-world real, real world, uh, wages will not keep up with inflation. It just doesn't work that way. Um, and, and I had to go get my car serviced. And, you know, the news doesn't they touch on the whole um, supply chain issue. Uh, but they just touch on it. I don't understand why people aren't panicking. Building my computer that I do this on was a nightmare, just getting a, a video card. You're basically in a lottery system, and I ended up with an outdated 2070 Super that I paid like $700 for. It's a $300 card you pay $700 for. I was going to buy a top-end card for like a grand, but you can't get them. Um, but that's, that is partly due to when I was doing it. It was before the supply chain collapse, but now it's even worse. So the supply chain is collapsing all over for everything. You go to the store, and there's so many things they don't have. But it's the other things, like when you go to the hardware stores or you go to the electronics stores, getting an appliance. Are you kidding me? Um, I, I work with builders. They can't get appliances. Um, well, anyways, I go to the car lot to get my uh, car. It's you know scheduled maintenance. I thought it was an oil change, but it was just a... Uh, Tire rotation. My car tells me it's time for a tire rotation, and I got to drive it to the dealership for that, and set there for two hours. What a pain! Um, anyways, um, so I go do that. They have no cars in the parking lot. This is a huge car lot. I'm talking about one of the biggest I've ever seen. 
with hundreds and hundreds of employees and, and thousands of cars. It was a ghost town. There are no cars. I asked the service guy. I said, well, what are the salespeople doing? He just blew me off. He's like, oh, no, I don't work in that department. Well, pal, if you ain't selling cars, um, you're not going to be servicing them either. You might want to check on that. There's no cars. In this giant dealership, one of the big ones, it's a, I don't know what it is. Is it a Red McCombs dealership? That's a great question. What is this dealership? I think I have it on my keychain. I, I have, I'm horrible with names. I never, it's a Universal Toyota. Yeah, it's Universal Toyota. Anyways, it's a huge car lot. Huge. I mean, they, they had, I mean, hundreds if not thousands of new cars for sale there. And it's a ghost town. There was none. There's no new cars. Um, I don't know what those people are doing. That's a problem. It's this and this scarcity, and it's everywhere. This this false scarcity, and, uh, and the scarcity is real. But the reasons they're giving to me sound fake. They sound hollow. They sound contrived, and I don't understand the the end game there. Like, why create these false scarcities? Why? create this false, not panic, but this sense of, of there's not enough out there. Why start doing that? Is it to get us used to scarcity, to get us used to not being able to get, like if it is instantly, uh, if Americans instantly go from being able to get anything they want, you know, at a moment's notice, and they just gradually get us used to, um, you know, not being able to get what we want, where we have to wait in lines, we've got to put our names, we've got to go on lotteries in order to get what we want. It's just like some gradual, like kind of like, you know, the whole lobster in boiling water. If you gra graduate it, I mean, or frogs, and you just slowly increase the water, they don't realize they're getting boiling, boiled alive. I don't know, but the inflation is insane. The the, 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 the lack of things, the, the fake scarcity supply chain problem is insane. I'm not talking about it. And jobs are insane. As far as, first of all, you can't get, I talked to so many people who can't get workers. And, I mean, we try to hire, and all the people, people I talk to who, who have jobs, and they try to hire, um, you know, in, in, in the building industry, they, don't, they can't get anybody to work. Um, they can't get anybody to do any real work, hard work. Um, and neither, you know, nobody I know, it's, it's like that for everybody. And I was just in Subway today, and... The workers in some way were all adults. That's a job for high school kids. Working in a subway is a job for high school kids. And I was in a Sonic, and it was an adult. And I'm not talking about a 20-something. I'm talking about like a 40-something-year-old. And I was in, um, I don't remember where else I was. It was some other place that um, all your convenience stores are adults. These are uh, jobs that you have when you're in high school or first starting off in college so you can get by. Why are adults doing these jobs? To me, that's a very alarming thing that these um, adults are taking these jobs. They don't understand it. Taking entry-level minimum wage jobs. But I know there's good jobs out there that they need to hire. Now, they're not necessarily easy, and some of them you'd have to get a, a license. Like the other day, um, I went to two different places to get gas, and they were all sold out. This is Texas. There was no gas shortage that I know. Why didn't they have gas? I didn't bother to go in and talk to the people there to see why they didn't have gas. But it was weird. The second place I went to had the um, non-ethanol gas. But they were out of the ethanol, the normal gas, the E85 or no, whatever it is. 
Um, I like the non-ethanol gas anyways, the old real gas. Um, so I always get 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 that. That's what I put in my when I store gas anyways. Add a little stabilizer to it, and it lasts a lot longer. Um, but yeah, the subway today kind of hit home with me. Is like, why am I seeing so many adults doing jobs that high school kids should be doing? And it's it's worrisome. To me, it's a sign of something that's not good, something that's coming that I don't understand. A lot of the things I see are wrong when I when I watch the news and I see that wait, this is so far from reality. This is insane. You see the poor, our poor president, and I'm at the point now I don't even remotely have any negative feelings towards Biden. I don't, I don't. Now I just feel sorry for him. Now I feel like it's just true, pure elder abuse, and we should go rescue him. He should be at home enjoying his rest of his years. I mean, he's a horrible person who did evil things and is a racist and is a bad person and participated in the the crimes against Americans and humanity for longer than I've been alive. That's how long he's been a politician. Uh, I think he became a politician like in the early 70s, and I was born in 74. Um, so for longer than I've been alive, he's been an evil POS. But at this point, he doesn't know. He doesn't remember any of that. I don't understand why they let him talk. Just He only has the last two years, so and then they can uh, put Kamala in there. So just keep him in the White House. Keep him away from people. It's embarrassing. I would rather we we just don't hear from him. I don't, okay, leave him in office. That's fine. At this point, let's just try to lessen the embarrassment of the, the American people. Let's just try to, to make it so we're, we're not so ashamed uh, whenever the rest of the world's looking at him and laughing at us. Let's just lock him in the White House. Don't let him talk to the reporters. Don't put him on camera. Just, we'll all pretend he's the president. We know he's not, but we'll all pretend. I'll pretend as well. I'll be like, hey, man, that Biden... I haven't heard from him in a while. He must be working hard. In the meanwhile, Condoleezza Rice or Obama will be uh, making the decisions. Whatever. But please get that man off camera. Please don't. It's sad. It's sad and it's abusive. These people are such POSs. They are such POSs. Um, and then you go into the 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 dreaded um, the dreaded. Um, disease that we're all fighting, saying what it is these days because it's so um, it's so so politicized. It is insane as well. The narrative behind the Rona is just insane. It makes no logical sense. What's going on? You know, I heard um, some of the people that I, I know a few I know this one QAnon person. Never really looked into the QAnon because it was so retarded I didn't I didn't bother with it. It was bizarre, the things they were saying. Um, when things are that far from reality, you, you just gotta, you got, even if they were, you don't want them to be true. Even if they fit your narrative, if, it, if, if the reality is so far from, from like Trump's really sick of the president and Tom Hanks is locked in Gitmo and, and Hillary is really, I, I mean, what? It's just people, that is so far from reality that it's obviously not true to anyone who has half a brain cell. But let's say for, 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 for that it was. Holy crap. I don't want that to be true. I don't want reality, the, the behind-the-scenes reality, to be so different from the front scenes. So I never really paid it. But anyways, I, I was, uh, you know, when you listen to those, um, those Q people, they have this, uh, you know, the conspiracy that they're going to use the shot to, um, you know, the shot's going to do all these bad things to you, and everybody who's going to get the shot is going to, you know, they're going to, get sick or they're going to release something and blah, blah, blah. And if you, that, that logically makes no sense. 
if it was going to, if there was some grand dark conspiracy, um, and I mean dark, I'm talking about like James Bond dark conspiracy behind the shot, then it would be against the people who didn't take it. Think about it. If you're going to have some sort of behind the scenes James Bond level conspiracy where there's, they're going to release something else or there's something bad behind the, that has nothing to do with the Rona that's coming and it's tied to the shot. Who do you think they want to live and who do you think they don't want to live? It would be the people they don't want to live are the people who didn't get the shot. So the conspiracy wouldn't be, if, if you believe this logic, then you should be for going and getting the shot because you're going to be safe for whatever grand dark conspiracy they have coming. I don't think that's true. I, I mean, I assume it's not. I hope it's not. There's always the possibility. But to me, that it's like it's the same possibility of getting struck by lightning. I'm still under the um, impression that they're not smart enough to keep it all secret. I know that's naive of me, but that's still the impression I'm under. I don't think that's it. I'm extremely disappointed in that I think it is all just about money. It is literally just about money. It is so sad and disappointing and, and just banal that it is only about money. The whole shot and the, 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 um, the fact that you can't talk about the horse medicine, well, let's say that, it's not, you know, billions of people take this medicine all over the world, um, but you can't even talk about the horse medicine because if there was an alternative, a valid alternative treatment, then they wouldn't have got the emergency authorization for the shot and then they wouldn't be making millions upon millions upon billions of dollars off the shots. That's all this is about, I think. The the whole not not the not the Rona. The Rona is a legit, you know, uh, disease that was accidentally, but it was definitely lab leak, whether it was on purpose or accident, probably on accident would be my guess. I'd say about 80-20 on accident, I'd say about 99% chance it did come from a lab. Very smart people, way smarter than me, have uh, said that that's, you know, a 90% chance it came from a lab. And we're talking about people who know, including if you look at Fauci's emails. And by the way, why anybody pays attention to that guy is insane. Um, it's definitely a, a lab leak. And the Rona is a real problem and a real thing. But it's like a bad flu. I mean, it's a problem. It's a problem because it's new. And so not a lot of people. But after it runs its course, then it's just um, it's just going to be there. It's never going to go away. They're going to milk this for everybody. All the, the conspiracies out there, when I say the conspiracies, I mean all the people have an agenda. All the agendas out there have lashed onto their Rona because it meets all their needs. That's like the golden ticket of control mechanisms. It allows low-status people, especially uh, women, and actually just all low-status people, males and women, to um, feel like they have authority. To, hey, you put your mask on. Why aren't you a mask six feet? Like, well, shut up. Mind your own business. I don't. I don't wear a mask anymore ever. I'm. So, I'm kind of disappointed that I ever did. Uh, you know, it's just because I need to get things done. I don't want to hassle. My wife doesn't like confrontation. Um, but yeah, I don't. Even, I don't even have a mask anymore. If somebody asked me to put one on, I'd be like, well, you better give me one because I don't have one. I don't even have one in my car anymore. I don't carry one. I have not one. It was always dumb. It was always retarded. It was the dumbest thing. Let me put this fence, because that's what it is. It's like shooting a BB through a fence. Let me put this giant, gaping, holy cloth mask on my face to meet some narrative 
for a virus that is so, so small that it, I might as well not even be wearing a mask. It is so retarded. It is dumb. No, the mask helps with bacteria and other things. So, I mean, maybe the and maybe it's an economy of scale kind of thing where maybe there is it helps one percent. Wearing a mask helps one percent. One percent of the viruses in your breath get trapped into the fibers. Um, now you're like, well, what does that matter? Well, it would matter over a billion people, a billion people uh, with a one percent effective actually does make a difference in the the whole thing. So I know I just kind of contradicted myself, but it's still it's still retarded. It's dumb. It was always dumb. Everybody knew it was dumb. I knew it was dumb before it even started because I read the white papers on the, the mass studies before Rona. These mass studies were before Rona, and they talked about how not even N95 masks work more than 30 minutes, and you have to wash your hands, and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. The whole mass thing was dumb. It was all dumb. It was all narrative. It was all control. And now these, these agenda players... They all know what we Americans will put up with. They all know what the whole world will be put up. They know they've won as far as it comes to the authoritarian. They know we'll put up with anything. They, they pull back a little bit because they're like, oh, okay, well, we're starting to push a little too hard, too fast. But bitch, barely. Just barely. Uh, these bizarre, like, narratives that are coming out, the fact that they're revolting in, in, in countries where they're starving because they can't get the shot. What? I, uh, I I have not got the shot. I have no plans on getting the shot. Um, not that I don't think. I mean, I think that it's. Well, you know what? The guy who invented the technology behind the shot. I watched multiple podcasts with him on it. The guy who invented the technology behind the shot says it's not safe. I don't know what to tell you on that. He says it's not safe. The guy who invented it says it's not safe. He said he told the uh, FDA that it wasn't safe before, while they were still doing it. And they ignored him. The guy who invented it. Uh, think about that. The guy who invented the technology says it's not safe. Okay, well, I, who am I going to believe? The cor evil corporations who get billions of dollars for giving it out or the guy who invented it and doesn't get anything? Hmm. I'm going to go with the guy who invented it. I don't think it's unsafe. There's a difference between something being uh, not safe and something being unsafe. It's not safe to go to a shooting range and shoot guns. It's not safe. It's not unsafe. It's just not safe. It's just, there's risk. And so there's risk in taking the, uh, and getting in getting the shot. And there's risk in not getting in the shot. I have been exposed to so many people who have tested positive, spent hours and hours in the offices, in small offices with, with them who had test positive, I'm praying to the to the Lord Almighty that uh, I'm immune or I've had it and I just didn't know it. Because uh, I would be one of those stats, one of those comorbidities, um, people that should have been, should have gotten the shot. I told my children they can get the shot they want, and they're 14 and 15. Uh, so if you want to get it, you can get it if you want. They don't want to. Uh, and actually young children shouldn't take it from what I'm seeing, especially young boys with the whole heart issues. And before I saw the guy who invented it, I did hear other uh, podcast doctors talk about the fact that if it's being found in other parts of the body and it's not staying where it's supposed to. And I saw this one, and I can't find it again, where they talked about how if it was done right, if you got the shot right, and it was in, administered right, and they didn't go too deep, and they got it where it needed to go, 
and they didn't didn't get in the blood that it was it would stay there and it would be safe. But he said the, the vast majority of people are not trained well to give to give you the the, the shot, so they're going to do it wrong and it's going to be all over your body, and it's 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 not good. I mean, the guy invented it says it's not good. I believe. Him. I watched the um, so uh, the Weinstein's, the brothers. The Dark Horse podcast, I think it is. I've watched it a few times. Um, they are special, uh, to say the least. But there's, you know, no one can say they're dumb. They're definitely super intelligent, and they're not. Um, they're very careful in what they say. They're not um, hyperbolic. They are very measured and, and 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 careful. And I had heard about the horse medicine a long time ago actually by watching a Senate hearing, I believe, where a doctor was testifying in front of the Senate about the horse medicine. And that's when I started getting some just to have, just in case. Now, we had already, my wife had already had that horse medicine because it actually works on humans for rosacea, maybe? Something like that. Anyways, um, so we already had it, but I got the real stuff for humans, because I'm not going to lick a tube of paste. That's ridiculous. Um, so I got I got the real stuff. I got some from uh, Mexico and got a prescription for it. So I'm fine if I need any of the horse medicine. I'm not going to take it as a preventative measure because, I mean, I've already been exposed to bunches. I mean, I guess if I knew I was going to go spend a bunch of time with somebody who was currently um, had the Rona, then I might take a, I'd take a pill. The stuff I got from Mexico is twice as strong as the stuff I got from my doctor. So I don't know what the, the dealio there is. I'd have to do a little bit of research to see what they're taking, like in African stuff for the whole river blindness thing and other parasites that you do. Um, but I have it. Why, why, was it. why did I have to get it from Mexico? And why did I have to concoct a complicated story so that my doctor would prescribe it to me? about going and visiting some white trash family in uh, Kentucky that have pinworms and roundworms, and I needed to take this as a precaution so I wouldn't get some of their infections. You come up with some strange uh, narratives just to be prepared. Like I said, I haven't taken any and I don't plan on taking it. Now, if I got sick with the, the Rona, then I would, I would take it to help alleviate it and maybe um, <clears throat> equal the odds there. But the whole narratives, the things they're saying about all these things, the lotteries for the shot, the just the news around the shot is so insane and so blatantly agenda-driven and so in bed, like just toting the water for these pharmaceutical companies that are just raking it in. It is so, so sad. Oh, and I saw uh, our old good old friend Trump at CPAC in his speech. He's as big as ever. And they just, what did my wife say? He said, man, are they going to let him live? Because he's not going away. They've taken everything away from him. And he's still just as big and just as popular. And who are they going to put up against him this time? I mean, they're blatant, the, the horrific irregularity. I mean, this, the, the fact that the, the election has been totally compromised. Um, is was so obvious the last election. Are they going to do it again to try to prevent him? I mean, can they let him become the president again? Uh, they tolerated him for four years, 
but only by just spending the entire time investigating him and having the entire media against him, would they be able to survive another four years? Would would their agendas and all their plans be able to survive another four years of Trump? I don't know. I don't know if they would let that happen. Um, but he's, I mean, he's definitely going to be the Republican nominee, and he still 100% can, can win it unless they, they try to steal it, unless they put somebody other than a sad, sad old man who doesn't even know where he's at up against him. I don't know who. Maybe if they did Tulsi, but they don't want her. They don't want her to go. They don't. They don't want her in office. And they were super afraid that uh, Bernie was going to win. Lucky he's too old now as well. Um, maybe that libertarian um, Smith, Dave Smith. Uh, maybe he'll he'll be the next one. I heard he's going to run. Um, but yeah, Trump is just as big. And I'm saying the same old, same old. Uh, but he speaks the truth. I mean, he says it in a very unarticulate and bombastic and kind of cringy way. But, I mean, it's basically the truth. <clears throat> I said this something the other day, um, kind of to wrap it up, bring it all around, is uh, I was saying this to, I know this guy, he's Hispanic, and he's, um, you know, he's ultra-religious, um, very much Trump. Trumpian, uh, way, 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 way more than me. Trump, Trump is God. Well, not really, because he's very religious, and so he doesn't, he doesn't put any idols above God. But Trump is a gift from God. Um, and he was talking about how, how, you know, everybody's got to hate white people now. You know, white people are this, and white people are that. You know, he, he obviously he doesn't believe any of that, and he's he's being sarcastic when he's telling that to me. But I told him, I said. Um, White people are failing this country. Uh, white people have abandoned the American culture. White people have abandoned their jobs. I mean, what I mean by their job, they have abandoned their sacred duty to protect this country and this culture. And I told him, I said, it's up to it's up to brown people. I don't think white people can save America. I think it's going to have to be brown people, um, and black people too. But there's, they're not, uh, there's not a lot of them, as far as the percentage of the population was, is going to be. But it's going to be up to the to non-whites to save this country, and it's going to, it's. I really think it's going to be brown people. It's going to be Hispanics, who have to save America. White people have failed it. White people have been de, demasculated. They've been. They've had their authority taken away. They're they're too afraid to be called a racist. And no matter what you say, even if you're not even remotely talking about race, and you don't agree with the the leftist, socialist, Marxist agenda, you're a racist. And that for white people, not me, because I don't care. You can call me racist all you want. Well, I mean, I know what I believe. That infuriates my wife, by the way, because she, she knows I don't care about anybody's opinion because I know what my reality is, and I don't care what you think your reality is. You can call me a racist all you want. I know what I am. I know I'm not, so I don't care if you call me a racist. It doesn't bother me a bit. I'll I'll laugh and go, yep, that's me, Mr. Racist, and I'll move on because I don't care. I don't care what you say. It doesn't bother me. And all my friends know what I am. They, don't, they know what, that I am not a racist, no more than the average Joe or Jose. 
<clears throat> but it's going to be up to the browns and the blacks. It's going to be non-whites who have to save this country. White people have failed this country. They have allowed the narrative, the fear of the narrative, to um, demasculate them, to totally just, they have no authority anymore. They have no, they have no um, will to fight. They're just going to allow it all to happen just so they, they won't be called a racist. They're going to let it all come crashing down around them so that they won't have to be called the big R. So, yeah, I was telling this guy, I said, man, brown people are going to have to do it. Now, he's brown, so that's why I was saying brown people. I guess if I was talking to a black guy, and I did see some black guys on YouTube the other day who um, would definitely, and I saw a couple of YouTube videos of in black people in, like, this whole critical race theory in schools talking about this one was like a black doctor maybe, and he was preaching the truth. It's, it's going to be non-white people. White people need to step aside and allow these other people who don't, you can't call a brown person a racist. He doesn't even remotely care if you call him racist. He does not care. They don't care. It has no teeth. It, it doesn't affect them. So that takes away the huge power that the left has. The, the biggest and only weapon, really, that the left has is racism. And so when these uh, non-whites stand up for the American culture, because the American culture does not really have anything to do with one's skin color. I say not really because there was the whole you know slavery thing at the beginning. Um, but the American culture today has nothing to do with this the color of one's skin. So these non-whites are going to have to step up and fill the role that these feminine white people have just vacated. And, the, the, and my wife was mad at me the other day saying, why are men, are, are, where are the men? She literally said, where are the men? Why aren't y'all doing something about what's going on in these schools? Why are you letting the schools do these to our children? Are we women going to have to step up and do the job of the men and stop this? Like she was actually angry that, um, that men weren't stepping up to, 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 you know, do their job. And I agree with her. And it's, but I, again, I don't think it's going to be white people. I think we white people have, um, we have, we've disregarded our duty. We have, uh, we fear the dreaded R word. And so we're just going to allow it all to happen. We just, we just want to stay under the radar and go about our day and don't worry about any of it. And so we're just going to let it all come collapsing around us just so we can't be a racist, just so we don't rock the boat. And then, um, and then it's just going to be, we're going to be in a, a boat that's on fire and sinking. But, hey, we won't be racist, will we? So brown people, black people, people of color who believe in the American uh, dream and the American way of life, it's up to you. You're, 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 you're going to have to step up and stop this critical race theory, leftist, Marxist crap. You're going to have to stop this bizarre lockdown, unconstitutional rules. You're going to have to uh, allow scientists and doctors to, to talk. You have to stop the, 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 the censorship on the YouTubes and, the, and the Twitter and all the other places where censorship's taken. It's going to be up to y'all, people of color. This is your country now. We white people have, one way or another, we have succeeded our authority. We've given it up. We've thrown it away. So it's up to you. People of color, step up. Fill the void left by the demasculated and just dethroned white folk 
and make, keep America, America. Make America, America again. Anyways, that's all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed this, and I'll be talking to you soon.